Yeah, yeah. No, I was just looking at our league table and I saw Bernie was bottom and I was like, standard. Like, bottom of, of us, you know? Mm. I was like, standard, let me see why. Because um, I couldn't remember who was in his team. <laughs> and then I just saw Captain Schmeichel. Yeah. Or Captain Kane, rather. Yeah, and also, like, Saka and Smith throw. How many goals do you think Arsenal are going to score this season? I honestly, thought, I honestly thought you were going to beat the shit out of Brentford. No, no, look, look. Having one of them is a great idea for almost everybody because they're, like, 5.0. I get it. Like, usually your 5.0 is a guy who never plays. So these guys are going to play every game, sure. But, like, not both. Man, I honestly thought you were going to beat the shit out of Brentford. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that again. And then He's one not, goes to yeah, the you need to talk to You need to talk to more Arsenal fans before Arsenal games to get the true <laughs> I was gonna feeling. Say, He's not been yeah. listening to our preseason, <laughs> like, <laughs> preseason report. I've been laughing at Arsenal all, all preseason. And I don't even listen to one episode. Someone actually called me out on how much laughing I've been doing. But even <laughs> I didn't expect you to be battered by Brentford. Well, the problem is it got to the point where when Bernie or other non-Arsenal fans hear me and Alex complain about Arsenal and have such a grim view, everyone's like, oh, it's emotional protectiveness. You guys are not that bad. But, but it's like, no, it got to the point where this is just normal talk. There isn't any kind of padding of our demise. It is what it is. Like, I, this is real. I promise you, the second the Brentford player whipped out a towel and started wiping down the ball, <laughs> I got PTSD from the Stoke days, and I knew they'd score. I knew they would score from a long throw. Like, it was so obvious. Man, honestly, me and my brother watched this game together. We're like, all right, opening day of the season, let's you know get together, watch it. It is my fault. He's an Arsenal fan. I've seen zero glory. At least I saw some. And we, he, he literally did not watch a single minute of Premier League for the rest of the week, and he was that depressed. Of this game i'm like every time i text him, I'm like, oh did you see salah's goals or did you see you know he's like bro i'm not watching a single minute this weekend like that's how bad it was I'm like it was horrible and it was horrible from the first minute of the game <laughs> yeah and the problem is it's not even horrible just on the field we've got you know the shaka contract extension then we've got the lack of Aubameyang being sick and yeah maybe they're sick but like honestly the rumors of one of them or potentially both leaving would be fantastic actually it's not i'm not saying it like a negative it's just a oh, cloud please over the club that's all you know you've got no second keeper we have one keeper arsenal football club have one goalkeeper <laughs> like like this is not a joke it's just not you know and then you know you don't you don't have a right back you, don't, you just you literally have gaps in the starting 11 can i make a correct it's actually worse than not having a right back it's having four right back none of whom you think are good enough and then when you don't think any of them are good enough, you sub on your new signing left back to play right back for the last 20 minutes of the game. It's a mess. You don't get it. Like, Anyways, yeah. Both, but... both goals were like, I mean, I like the first. Sure, mm. But I still felt like it was defensive nonsense. Like, man is right footed, coming off the left. He's going to shoot and make like, <laughs> what are you? And I, don't, I think it was Callum Chambers. What an idiot. Like, what an idiot. And then Leno. Ooh. Leno, is, uh, Leno, Leno, this is, Leno. This is something I, I love. <laughs> Hang on. Do you have any more Lenos? Or no. Okay. <laughs> this is something that I really, really enjoyed because Leno got beaten by a shot at his near post, right? And I've said before, like, I think we make too much of, oh, can never get beaten at the near post. Like, sometimes it's going to happen. It's not any better than being beaten at the far post, whatever. But then David Raya made, like, the same thing happened down the other end and Raya made a brilliant save to stop it. And Arsenal tried to buy Raya last summer in the same way that they're doing with Ramsdale and failed with like nine bids. I'm just like, this club is, is it, I don't know. It's no, no, mean, no. This, this, is, this, is, this is a new low. Like, you know, you don't think it can get worse, but it keeps getting worse. And so like, you, 
you know, you look at Brentford and they had a plan. Literally, you could see Ivan Tony just went up against Ben White for every single header because Pablo Marie is the better person in the air, even though he's completely unfit to play for Arsenal. He is the best player in the air between those two. He just stood on Ben White and won every single header. Tony and then brilliant. today, Norgard came out and said, oh yeah, the game plan was just to target Shaka in possession. It's like, <laughs> like, like oh, it's so obvious what to do to beat us. And then we go on, what? We're playing Chelsea next with Lukaku. And then we're going to play Spurs City, next. I think. And, and City, like City maybe with Kane. Like, just, life is unfair sometimes. <laughs> they, they also, like, as much as they targeted White in the air and Jack in possession, they targeted Marie for pace. Yep. It was just... I, I, and they just like, targeted like said Pablo Marie isn't good enough to play for Arsenal. If he was not left-footed, he wouldn't be anywhere near the Premier no. League. No, I'm sorry, He's but... He's Sal- just Sal- a model. Saliba has put on two straight weeks of Man of the Match performances for Marseille. He? Yeah, he has. I mean, Saliba's being watched as if like he's playing at Arsenal. It's <laughs> sure. unreal the performances he's putting in. The stats that he makes like team of the week almost every week in France, starting from last season. He's going to keep doing it this year. What is that all about? No one understands anything. Like there's just so much, you know, other than Smith, Rowe, and Saka that are kind of keeping Arsenal fans relatively alive. There is nothing to tune in for. Nothing. We did not have a shot, a proper shot on target, except that maybe Nicholas Pepe chance. But it's just like. We're sitting there looking at nothing. Nothing happens. You know, this is the team from last season. Just fast forward four months. Nothing changed. It's it's amazing to me when you look at, you spent money. Like, forget relative to who and to what. A team that can spend 50 million on Partey one, 50 million on White another. And all the players as well who are there give big wages to people like Jaka, sign Willian for 200k a week, all this stuff. You make the wrong decisions almost every single time. So I have, you know, people talk about Kroenke. I have no issue with Kroenke when it comes to finances. No. He spends a lot of money. You pull up the list. We spent something like three, four hundred million dollars in the last couple of years on absolute garbage. That, but the only thing I'll put on him is just hire the like. You don't know soccer slash football. You don't know it. Hire the right guy to do it. Mm. That's the only part I will put on him. Just hire the right staff. Edu is not it. Are you know what I mean? That Edu, like being on holiday for the whole summer, or at least, or at least not trying to hide the fact that he's like enjoying himself while doing his job. <laughs> Mate, it's four, di- four different locations in like a week, and one sorry, of the holidays. Let's give context in case people don't. You know, no one, not everyone is looking at Edu's Instagram. But basically, the director of football at Arsenal is just like posting constantly on Instagram about his vacation. Yeah, and one of those vacations with, was with Raul, who we just sacked. And then with, what's his name, Gorbacho, whatever the hell that the, the guy is, what's his name? The, um, oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Kia, exactly. Like, it's just like, come on, man, like, Arsenal fans hate Kia. They hate all his players that Edu buys all the time. Like, have some sense. You know, read the room. <laughs> like, if you, if you did uh, Brentford data analysis money ball, you'd be mm. better off. Like, if you literally just took everyone associated with Brentford and brought them to whatever your training pitch is, whatever. Don't have one. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be it, much better off. It is true, though. And, like, if people haven't followed the Brentford story, that, that is it. It's Moneyball. Basically, the owner was the owner of a Danish team who had implemented, like, basically a Moneyball by low, like, undervalued players kind of thing. And then he wanted to move into English football, so he took over Brentford as well. And they've done the same thing. Like, I think his on, background on a, was in analytics and like 
you know, actual data analytics back mm. into like proper stuff. And then he got into football as a result, test out a hypothesis and it worked. And then he said, I'm just going to buy Brentford with all my winnings and look what he's done. Like, yeah, but, take that. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's just about the people there because at the end of the day, Arsenal, didn't we just invest like a million and a half or something in that data analysis system that we use? What is it called? Data something. It's got like an... It was a while it, ago, but yeah. Yeah, so we use that and we... Nothing has come out of it. Nothing. I think, uh, it, I think it's a smokescreen. You can't use that and come out with a problem. <laughs> the, the, previous, the, the previous Gabrielle came out of that. Um, also, if you remember, that, that, uh, soft, that piece of software told us not to sign um, Griezmann. So <laughs> clearly got money's worth out of that piece of software. Where is Gabrielle? Valencia? Bill? Yeah. No, not not. Oh, you're talking about Paulista or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Gabriel, like Brazil. Gabriel. Uh, he's injured. Well, okay. To 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 have to you know to to put ourselves in the in our Teta shoes a little bit. We are missing Gabriel, who's our best sided center back, and he's been good last season. And Thomas Partey in preseason, to be fair, was absolutely tearing it up. He looked like he was ready because last season wasn't his best. He looked like he was ready to kind of get it get into good form with preseason and kind of get going. And just our luck, he had to get injured. Uh, right before the season starts. To be fair, that, that is a big gap as well. Uh, Lukonga looks like he's a bit better than maybe some people thought, like he's a bit more ready. And yep. then Smith-Rowe is an absolute baller. Like he cannot be here for too long. He is, you know, people talk about Saka because he's more in the light and the England thing and whatever. But Smith-Rowe, like when we say this is the, you know, the next coming of De Bruyne, it's not a lie, man. You watch that turn and run and dribble. And he, he is, you know, you know, I like technical. And he's a definition of a technical player. He's 10 out of 10 technique. With, Unreal. With, with zero output, but yeah. Well, young. Young output. Yeah, like young there, output. There are young players that have, like, <laughs> like Smith Rowe is... Again, center mid... That's talk about yeah, but Saka, not Rowe. Center mid is a bit different, I think, than where Saka kind of plays his football. And Smith Rowe, you can really tell. You know, you watch his game, and you can tell he's an absolute baller. Yep. Anyways. Let's... let's uh... You got to cling to what you get, you know. Yeah. All right. So that's Arsenal done. I mean, at least we're not bottom three as the as the as the week progressed. We finally made it out of the bottom three to seventeenth, so we're safe. So you yeah. know, and we are we are to be fair, and we can move on to that. We are tied with points for the champion. So there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, speaking of you know different ways to run a football club, so you've got the Brentford the money ball method, then you've got Manchester City the like spend a hundred million on Jack Grealish method. Uh, since they've done that, they've lost one nil twice. In fact, they've lost their last three games 1-0 because there was the Champions League and the Community Shield and now they lost 1-0 to the Spurs. So, well done, Manchester City. Yeah, and Pep, Pep is going crazy. Pep is going a bit crazy. Like, he's talking some bullshit about how Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger of all people, like, bought the league back in the day. He went after there. everybody, eh? Insane. <laughs> he was he, like, Shrugs first and it's like, no, he didn't. Like, <laughs> like, where do you get this from? Nonsense. Like yeah. Pep, as he as he gets older, he's becoming more and more of an asshole. It's, I mean, part of it is because like he's at City, and so he has to try and defend completely indefensible things all the time, and he just comes up with increasingly wild shit. Um, <laughs> but, but like, he's really losing the plot, especially for someone who like you won the league like two months ago. Yeah, Calm he's down. morphing. He's morphing into into Mourinho slowly. <laughs> um, from someone that went from Barcelona and relying on all the youth coming through and all that good stuff. I mean, I can't think of major, major signings that he made for Barcelona. Like, I mean, I know the Ibra thing, but that almost felt forced on him, etc. But like now he completely, yeah, Leb, song. 
now he completely flipped into this like just money juggernaut that is like this is all it's about so i'm like i don't know where that came from playing fm like in real <laughs> life where like every year he recycled the budget you know he goes back to ask them for money and they go yeah sure whatever but like even this getting like wanted you weren't on the podcast we're having this conversation about jack Grealish being a good player like there's no doubt about it everyone likes jack Grealish. But is the output that he's going to give City a hundred million? That's what that's the argument I keep having with people. It's not. No. Look, look at look at the lineup, and there are no goals in it. Sterling, like goals, is he gets them, but like as in everything needs to be clicking. You know, he's not a goal machine, right? Mm-hmm. Sterling, Torres is not. Mares is not. Grealish is not. Gundogan, forget the six week crazy stint, is not. So you have KDB potentially. And no one else to score goals. Like, Basically, unless it's all, clicking perfectly. Yeah. Like, all of those guys will chip in with, like, five. Yeah. If you're, if you're lucky, a couple of them will get eight to ten. But, you know, you need someone who's going to get 20 at least. And they don't have it. Which is obviously why they're going after Kane. But also, you should have other targets. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. If, if they get to the end of the window and they don't manage to get Kane, it will be ridiculous that there's no backup option. Why? Why? Why is that now? Why is Haaland not getting sold? Like, I, I don't get it. Well, Haaland's not getting sold because... And it, okay, so here's, here's the point, right? They're going to have to pay 120-something million for Kane, right? And yeah. ha- Haaland is going for 175. Because Dortmund, Dortmund's logic is, we'd rather get the Champions League money that he's going to guarantee us by playing and then sell him for 62 million, then sell him for 175 now and potentially not make... Champions so here's a question. With a release clause of whatever, 60 million, does that mean even if there's bidding wars, it's still 60 million, but the yes. winning boards will be like the wages, right? It'll be like, we'll yeah. give you like sign-on fees, and blah, blah, you, but Dormant cannot get any more money because exactly. there's a release clause. Exactly. So for me, I think City will still win this league. I think they're still better than everyone else to win the league. It will be a bit of a contest, sure, but I think they can still win the league doing what they did last season. So give it a shot or come second. It's not the end of the world, Pep. And then go get Holland next season. I don't know, Bernie. I don't not? know. I don't know. They don't have a left back. They, they didn't have a left back mate, last year. Mate. I get it, but this year is different. Chelsea are stepping up, and United are stepping up. This is a whole different competition. Liverpool aren't going to be as bad. Like it's not going to be easy. I don't think they're going to win. Mendy, Benjamin Mendy. We we talk about the Mendy rankings all the time. <laughs> ben Mendy is unfathomable. I don't understand how like you're at City, this elite club with the highest standards and the best manager in the world. And he still allows Ben Mendy to walk around the pitch like a retired bowls player or something. Like, it's insane. Also, all game, Mendy was, to me, he doesn't listen to the tactics or 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 they just say, forget about Mendy for a second, guys. We're 10 men. Because all he did was try and cross the ball to nobody because they don't have a striker. So he's just trying to cross the ball when there's Davison Sanchez and Eric Dyer who are bigger than anyone at City. And like, what did, what did that cause? It just allowed Tottenham to clear the ball and run at City. Every mm-hmm. single time he but crossed yeah, the ball, they Lucas ran Mora, Lucas Mora loved that flying because Mendy was never there. Tanganga had an unbelievable game down the side. But also like, you think of Pep sitting there in the, in the room, you know, almost like that genius with the numbers flying around and he's kind of visualizing it and he's, looking at all this paperwork and everything, and he's going, oh, this is unbelievable. And then he puts Mendy and Ake next to each other. Yep. Like, there's the genius, and then there's ben- Mendy and Ake. Like, where is the middle ground? Like, I don't get like, okay, play Mendy if you've got Diaz or Stones next to him, but not both. It's, it's insane. And, and also, he didn't 
do anything to react. So like the other side of the coin is that Nuno set goes up really well and they, they funneled City out wide constantly and they constantly crossed to no one and then went on the counter-attack, as you said. And like City didn't do anything to change it until De Bruyne came on with like, what, 12 minutes to go? And even then, like things didn't change massively. It was just that he was on the pitch and a bit better. But like Nuno had his number completely. I think what, what angers me a little bit about Pep in this respect is that He's still getting beaten by the exact same way. And he has no concern for it. Nuno has beat him three times now. I think he did the double the season before. Mm. He's beaten them again. Tottenham themselves have beaten Pep three times in a row at home. And Ole beats him all the time. Tuchel's beaten them three times in a row now. And they each of them did the exact same thing. Put our speedy players on and just run through these guys because they don't give a shit. It, it, can, be, it can be stupidity. It has to be arrogant. It just has to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can be. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you look at this skip, Hoiberg, Bergwijn, you know, Deli Ali, like Sanchez, Tanganga, you're not playing world beaters, right? Like this should not be extremely difficult for City if they're at the level that they should be at with the squad. And, and yeah. Son was a baller. Like, mm-hmm. I, we, we talk about Son, he's a baller. We know that. I, I think that, Bergvine, Speed, and Mora. He was pretty wavy in this game. Like, he was, you know, go, not He was Brazilian running, again. Going, exactly. It's exactly yeah. that's, that's the perfect description. He was Brazilian again. I have not seen that in a long time. <laughs> Make Perhaps. Lucas Brazilian again. Because we, we talked about this, like, last season. We're like, why does Lucas not remember that he's Brazilian? Because, like, under Mourinho, he would just pass it sideways. Like, Lucas, this is not what they... This is not what whoever died for. Like, you're Brazilian. <laughs> you need to play football. The Brazil, you know, Joga Bonito. This is not why Ronaldinho is in a prison yeah, somewhere. Danielson didn't pave the way for this. <laughs> Anyways, a, a, bit, a little bit about Spurs, though. I mean, I think they played really well. Nuno's get, seems to have them really well drilled. But um, I heard the... Uh, it was a really funny tweet. Someone was like, Oliver Skip... What's the other young um, midfielder? Winks. 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 Yeah, it's like, Skip, Winks, and then that Tottenham pundit. What's his name? They get passed all the time. The midfielder as well. Dennis? No. Um, also like round and white. Glenn Hoddle. No. Anyways, I can't remember. He's just like, they're all the same player. That just kind of <laughs> just like come back and back and back and just slot into <laughs> Spurs midfield. I'm going to find him. Was Ryan funny. Mason a mid or center back? Ryan Mason? Uh, yeah, he was a midfielder. Yeah. Midfielder, yeah. yeah no, I, it's a fair point. I think there, there's a lot of, of excitement around around Skip, and I think he does look really good. Like he played the middle of that three in a game against City, and he, other than like shaky opening, he looked absolutely fine. Um, but I, I would just caution and say that when Winks broke through, he looked that good too. And then two years later, he was complete yeah, nonsense. It's, it's so same <laughs> just give it give it time before we jump to uh, too many conclusions. But yeah, they did look way more organized, way more determined, way more everything than they ever did under Mourinho, and it's week one. So I, I, it's a good, good signs for Nuno. Mourinho did beat them on Bergwijn. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it was far more, like, that was far more smash and grab, like, this is not in control. City missed 100 chances kind of thing. Are you guys, are you guys joining me on the Hugo Lloris' shit train yet? Or is that... He's he, he, he statistically... Very, very good. Okay, no, I'm like just he's checking. one of the best. I, I like to check once in a while. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm more on the Hugo Lloris. I don't care about trade. Like he doesn't oh. affect me any way. Like it's not like I hate him. Like I do, like Leno or like Ramsdale. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like he's just whatever. He's not elite. Not. I assume you're talking about the the cross that he missed and then the header wide. 
Anyways, mean, let's let's. This is gonna be weird, but I, I want to give someone credit though. For, oh. you, you mentioned him a little bit, Tanganga. Beast. My God, mm. like you know me, I love defenders. On uh, and that that man, not only he defended two people, Sterling <laughs> and Grealish, <laughs> and he knocked them both on their ass every single time. Yeah, I, what I really loved was like after his fourth foul, and the ref still doesn't want to book him, probably because he's a lovely kid. And he calls Lloris over and he's like, listen, tell your boy to calm down. <laughs> you see Lloris so said weird. nothing to him. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Mate. is like, cheers, thanks. <laughs> also, also fair play to the atmosphere of the stadium. I think they did a great job um, at the new stadium. It was, yeah, it was, it was, seemed like it was bubbling. It was. I was saying to Bernie before we started, like, I wouldn't go to a stadium right now. Uh, and I think everyone that went there is completely mad for doing it. But thank you uh, for being a sacrificial yeah. lamb because it was way better to watch it with them there. Than, than Always not. huge. Um, all right, let's move on to a team which I hate to say, but actually, it's a, it's a game that I enjoyed the most just from a pure footballing sense, and it was the United Leeds game. And I have to say, it was fun to watch, as as annoying as that is. It was a lot of fun to watch the football that Manchester United played that day. It was enjoyed. It was like, I, I just enjoyed myself. It was free. It was easy on the eye. Obviously, Leeds help with that a lot when they come up against these teams. <laughs> but I'm here for it, man. Like you guys, Bernie, you guys played some good football. It, like you said, it's Leeds. So it's, it's a bit of a weird one because after the 6-2, you're like, did you think it was going to happen again? No. But like it did happen again, which shows you that it's not stupidity; it's arrogance. <laughs> On the beat, as the quote wanted, you know, just from 20, ten minutes ago, because they did man-to-man marking. United said, "Okay, we're gonna run out," <laughs> which is exactly yeah. what they did, and scored five goals. Firstly, the atmosphere again, unbelievable, and that I I just wanted before we get onto the game, announcing Varane in the stadium. Whoever came up with that idea needs a promotion because very, that is very good. genius to get the crowd going, but also just the general mood amongst fans for the season. Wonderful idea. And I think it did set the tone for a lot of work. Oh, it also got Lindelof going. I was literally about to say that. The balls that he was playing in that first half, whipping it down the channel in behind. We I'm telling you, did we say Varane is, Lind- like, is the Lindelof what uh, Teas is the Shah? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So here we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you guys played really good football. A lot of, and I have to say, I know the first goal came maybe a thirty minutes in or whatever, but the first fifteen to twenty minutes, if I, as I remember it, was a McTominay show. He was everywhere in the first fifteen minutes. He dominated that midfield, man. Like you know, I was like, where is this coming from? He played an unbelievable opening twenty minutes. This kind of set the tone. He was great for the rest of the game too, but he just set the tone. He's like, this is my midfield. And I was just watching him the first 15, 20 minutes absolutely dominate this game. And it was like incredible to see. He played fantastic. You know why? He's probably spent the summer scrolling through Twitter after (laughs) Scotland got knocked out, obviously. Scrolling through Twitter, seeing United fans being like, yeah, Varane and Sancho are good, but unless we get a pure DM, it's all for nothing. And he's just like, right, fuck you lot. I I think you might have a point. (laughs) In actual fact, he it wouldn't surprise me because I keep telling people the only reason United came second last season was because Fred came. Oh, like this is actual true thing. But also, again, go back to the previous game. Scott McTominay scored two goals in like the first ten minutes of that game in the <laughs> in the reverse fixture of the six-two. So Leeds is his team. Like he wants to beat the shit out of Leeds 
That's all he needs. But with him, even Fred balled out today. And of course, he got a goal. But Paul Pogba, oh, mm. Jesus Christ. Everything that guy did came off. Has he been unlocked? <laughs> Pogba. <laughs> Paul Pogba did something that, again, it, it does speak to the talents in that there are very few players that can do what he did. In the league, there are very few players that can do what he did. Talent is undeniable. It was always undeniable. It's, it's, it's an application thing. But then again, the narrative of he buys you only do this for France. Bullshit. He did it for United many, many, many times. But four assists, of which my favorite one was the pass to Mason Greenwood. What a ball. And what a finish. And on top of that, Mason Greenwood is not just a finisher. He was an all-around forward in this game. He was laying the ball off. He was making the right off-the-ball runs to create space for Bruno Fernandes. Finishing. They asked... For, um, uh, what's his name? Solskjaer about him, about him turning into a nine. He goes, "Who told you I wanted to make him a nine? Yeah, that was like, annoying. No, I'm making him a forward in the mold of Tevez, Ronaldo, Rooney. That's what he said, and it's showing. It's perfect. Absolutely it was a mature. Perfect. It was a very mature performance because Greenwood in the past can sometimes just try and finish and kind of really play to his strength, which is just that left foot. You know, that hammer of a left foot. But this game, you're right. The passes, the one twos, even you know the Pogba pass was incredible. But you know. Greenwood had to make that run. He had to open up the space. He had to fight. So I thought he had an unbelievable game. You know, I thought you guys beat Leeds 5-1 with 10 men because Daniel James was funny. I think, look, he did his part. He did his part. He ran them down. He kind of created chaos. But it just, relative to the rest of the team, he didn't look up for it. You know? He, he celebrated very well. <laughs> he, he celebrated everyone, everyone else very well. <laughs> yeah. Great ball boy work. But it's something I wanted to point out that I thought Mohamed may have noticed in the Greenwood goal because you always notice a little technique thing. When he's running in, right before he takes a shot with his left foot, you notice he has a little touch with the right. Like, you know, some people, like, you're in mm. stride on the left, you're going to use your left foot, but he does a little touch with the right to set mm. himself up on the left. And right. I was like, Jesus Christ, that is sensational. Well, I think what that allows you to do is take one less step. Right, because if you're dribbling with the left and shooting with the left, then that right foot next. So you touch it with your left, you put your right foot down, then you kick it with your left. That's three foot motions, right? But when you touch it with your right, shoot with your left, that's only two. So I think he does that to kind of get at the shot off quickly. He also does a really good thing where he puts his body between himself and the defender. The ball's almost off center to the left, and he drags it across. He always drags it across his body, and that's the best kind of technique when you're trying to put it in the far corner. And he does it very well. And Again, I, I keep thinking, every time I see him, I keep thinking of Van Persie. He just seems the closest thing to kind of what you had in Van Persie with that left foot, and there's a lot of similarities. And yeah, no, he's a great player. Again, Maguire played great. Luke Shaw played great. Everybody, it just clicked. De Gea had a great game. He, he did okay, and yeah. Bruno, Bruno got a hat trick, and it's not even the most important thing that happened in the day. <laughs> Fred scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we we could not acknowledge the Bruno hat trick, but I guess I guess that's fair. Yeah. So no, you no, don't no. listen to the Koshcast for coaching tips, but you get them anyway. Um, <laughs> Bernie, I, I think I know the answer to this, but if Greenwood went on to have like a twenty to twenty five goal season as a centre forward, uh, do you still want to buy a striker? Yeah, because sixty two million for Holland. Sorry, let me back this up. And 500 I, grand a week on wages. I hate Raiola, and I don't want anything to do with his clients. But I don't think the club is going to say no. So knowing this, if that's a possibility, and they, then sure, do it. And then have Holland and Greenwood running around scoring 30 goals a season. Yeah, sure, fine. No, that, that, that should be illegal. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just not fair <laughs> to anyone. 
not fair to anyone. Uh, yeah, another team that, uh, well, you know what, a team that will no longer be in the Holland race um, unless you know unless they really take the piss. A Chelsea three 0 against Palace. Uh, we all could have predicted that this would be an easy victory for Chelsea on Patrick Vieira's debut in the league. Um, Trevor Chalaba, though, what a hit! Mm. Arrow, arrow. It wasn't a carpet, right? It, no, it was, it was just, just a just little off. bit. Off. It was a skimmer. And he cried. I, I like, I like that. One. Yeah, I do. Yeah, love a, um, an emotional reaction. Um, how do you feel about Lukaku going back to Chelsea? Um, his agent put out a message that like Lukaku wanted it, and like you know all that jazz about something about Chelsea's heart. Not buying it at all. <laughs> Inter said, "Mate, hundred million, <laughs> get the fuck out of here." <laughs> we have to let you go. Like, I, I, but that said, I do believe that Lukaku's kind of kind of guys we've talked about who always wants to prove something. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that going to Chelsea was you know, against his wishes. I think, yeah, when, when it became a reality that it's something that he should do, I think he, he really wanted to go there and prove himself because I think he does feel that Man United fell, especially. You know, they slacked me off. They called me fat. They said I wore Timberlands. I want to show you guys. And that's a danger. He feels like something to prove. He's going to do very well. So I'm excited to see yes. him back in the league. I, th- I think there's a chance he might have turned it down had Inter not won the league. Like, had he still needed to, to check that off, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance he would have pushed harder to stay. But yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think if Conte's still there, I don't... I, yeah, I, I think don't that's, think I don't that's another factor too. Uh, but I, I think he's scary. I need to try and find a way to get him into my, my FPL team, man, because I think he's... Well, he guarantees goals. I mean, we say it every time we talk about him, but like, regardless of whether you think he's a complete striker or whatever you think of every kind of aspect of his game, he's going to score 20 goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Definitely. And Chelsea need that. Battle. Even though they scored three, you know, Pulisic nabbed one, and uh, who else scored? Chalaba, and who was the other? Alonso Freaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Let's talk about Alonso for a second, because they try and sell him every year. Mm-hmm. And then every year, he's still there, scoring goals. What he does is he starts off early, scoring a few goals, doing well, and then he fades away, and you get Chilwell. And then you start the cycle again and again. <laughs> it's a good system. It's a good system. I, I, yeah. guess, I, I guess it also speaks to the fact that Chilwell, the million, has um, And they might yeah. want to address that next window. Or I th- like, I think he's fine. And, and increasingly, we have to say this, that like 50 million is just what you have to pay for like a Premier League level defender at this point. But yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't excite me in, in any way. Um, here's a question I have about Chelsea. I want to see what you think. Um, Tuchel, we know, is a very good tactician. He's not a man manager. We know this. He's he's had kind of testy relationship both with players and and kind of executive staff at his previous club. You've got Pulisic. You've got Mount. You've got Ziyech. You've got Lukaku, Werner, Havertz. That's six. Already, who am I missing? Callum Hudson Odoi. Uh, if you don't count him as a wing back, then he's an attacking midfielder. Um, am I missing anyone? I don't know. Either way, that's already seven attacking players mm. that you need to try and keep happy over the course of the season. I know they've got Europe, there's a lot of games, obviously, but I feel like that's almost impossible. I think that I I think that winning the Champions League gives you a lot of rope. Mm. And, and a lot of health, obviously, even amongst the players. I know Chelsea have typically been no respecters 
you know, of anybody, <laughs> whether they win anything, and they and they've in the past you know, dumped the manager after winning. It Conte, did it go and so on and so forth. But I think this is a younger team that probably suits them better than say a PSG had but superstar prima donnas. Mm. Even Lukaku is a guy who will do what the manager asks most yep. of the time anyway, like play off right and stuff. So I th- I actually think that reputation that he had will not uh go with him. And now if he just wants you out, you know, Marina will be like, fuck out of here. Like, you know, <laughs> we're 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 here with, with Tommy Tommy. I think he's fine. Fair enough. I mean they might struggle to sell someone that they they, they seem to be fine with like selling academy players, but if it's like the Zappacostas and the Alonzos and the older guys, they, they struggle. But yeah, all right, fair enough. I mean, I, I think that's that's an area to watch. I think I read a stat that yeah, go on. In, I think in the top two divisions, I think it was um, that seventy five percent of I don't know if it's the youth players or players. Either way, it's gonna be went like playing in those two leagues went through Chelsea Academy, and I was like. Whatever number that is, <laughs> is too much. <laughs> you know what? That, that's both insane, but also believable. I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching uh, highlights of Everton Southampton and people were going on about Livermento's performance. And mm-hmm. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this was a good performance. And then I was like, that's the third right back Chelsea have produced in two years. Mm-hmm. You know, Reece James, well, Lampy they sold, who went on to, like, before he got injured, was like the best the best wing back in the league. And then Reese James is unreal. And now Livermento. Like they can't even hold on. They can't even keep these guys. They've got yeah. so many of them. And when they sell Tammy Abraham to Roma for 40 million, who I can't believe found the money like to do this after, you know, shafting you guys for Jaka, they would I, I believe this is true. Effectively they would have funded Lukaku off selling youth players to someone. Something to, to that effect. Oh well, I'll confirm that. Um, but I believe I saw that today, and I was like, "What on earth is this?" It's a it's, piss take, but you have to respect it. It's like, a brilliant system. Like you can't accuse them of doing what City do. Like they really do earn their money some way or the other. Ridiculous. They do. It's it is crazy. It is crazy. And uh, let's talk about Tommy Abraham for a second, because I mean, I think I think he's come under a lot of pressure to join Roma. We know that. Reno's called him a number of times. We know that Thiago Pinto flew to London to convince him to do it. We know that Arsenal never got around to making an official bid because they couldn't sell any of their players. I, I usually love it when young English players go abroad. And I would be excited about this if I didn't think that he was about to get emotionally abused by Jose Mourinho. But to your point about the money, I can only assume that Roma are paying for this in like very, very tiny installments. <laughs> It might be. Like a million a year for 40 years. Except Chelsea have an 80 million uh, buyback clause. I mean, I guess it's a show of faith in Tam Abraham, but I I do feel sad for Tam Abraham because, like I said, he's going to pour into the from Jose. But I don't blame him because he does need game time. He does need starts. Yep. And going abroad, a slower league, should, in theory, score a lot of goals there. Oh yeah, but his mental state might be in jeopardy. But you know what? It's the only move he could make because Arsenal are not willing to pull up the money. You said you said his mental state is going to be. I mean, he Damn went it. to Roma over Arsenal, so he's fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, but, 
<laughs> like if anything, he does the bullet there for mental state. I mean, they're they're, they're two evils. They're two evils. You've got two the Jose evil evils, and the, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's evil and then there's incompetence. So you can choose whichever one you hate more. I, suppose, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like evil but successful if they are successful. I would potentially pick that over. Like incompetence is just frustrating, man. Incompetence is way too frustrating to live with. I I would take an evil genius over incompetent good guy. So would I, but that, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking no. about 2021 Jose Mourinho. We're just, we're just talking about evil, no genius. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah uh, Mo, you, you um, missed some Sorry, Chelsea yeah. chat, some Lukaku chat. A- anything that you want to say about Chelsea? You guys what mentioned Lukaku? that Lukaku is going to start against Arsenal next week? Uh, no. I didn't get around to that. You can, oh, okay. you, can, uh, you can take that one away. I'm just saying, I mean, Lukaku literally came out and said, oh, I'm so excited. My first game is going to be against Arsenal. <laughs> he watched Pablo Mari. <laughs> he's like, he literally, because, you know, Lukaku is much stronger than Tony. And he's like, hmm, I can go up against both. I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm going to change it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for when Lukaku has, has, has the ball back to go and they're trying to like fend him off and he just turns him. <laughs> like, I can't wait. Bodies them. I have the goal already in my head. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you can see it. All right. Um, Liverpool. Uh, if I told you that Liverpool would start the 21 22 season with Milner, Ox, and Cater in midfield, uh, you wouldn't have believed me. But no Thiago, 3 0 win. Easy as you like. Where's the, where's the young guy? I was looking forward to him to play. I really like him. Jones. Kurt Jones? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Where was he? I really, I really like him, man. I mean, there's no reason for him to be away unless he's injured, but. Um, I thought he was going to play with everyone out and I was looking forward to seeing him play, but he again, was not even on the bench. So I guess he's out. Oh, something must be up. Um, it's all about Mo Salah. And Mani's horrendous hairline. That's all it's about. <laughs> and good combination. Mo- the no hair and the lots of hair. You know? Yeah, they, they, they're a good partnership. And Mo Salah, you know, he scores for the fifth opening game in a row. And that prompted me to tweet that he is the best player in the Premier League over the last five years. He's been here for four. I think this is his fifth. I would say consistency-wise, number-wise, stats-wise, trophies, including Champions League, Champions League finals, all that good stuff. I would say by far he is the number one Premier League player over the last five years, which is something that would have been, wouldn't have even been in my wildest dreams when he was joining from Roma um, to kind of reach the levels that he's reached in the Premier League. All right. So um, that's the end of the show, guys. Uh, I also like that Firmino was dropped. He wasn't dropped, but I'm just going with drop. Uh, Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about Olympics and whatever. Was he at the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Um, was. Olympics? Firmino? No? He wasn't? I thought he was. That was Charleston. They don't look alike. They, they, there can be more than one Brazil. There was presumably more than just Richarlison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was at least 11. They did get to the finals, though. Who, well, won? Who won that thing? Brazil. Brazil. Oh, Martin, Martinelli won it, yeah. Um, but if, So if he's at the Olympics, it's one, one thing. If he's, no shame, by the if way. He's, if Martinelli he's not... played like shit. I like, <laughs> let me get some positive Arsenal stuff in here. If, <laughs> if, if Firmino was not there, then he was dropped. And I'd be very happy about that because... According to a stat, 31% of Liverpool fans want Jota to start over Firmino, which is a large percentage. Jota just, he scores when he plays. Like, simple as that. Firmino did, didn't he? He, he came, came on he and came scored, on. yeah. Yeah, from the amazing Salah assist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's the last quarter world. 
No, and I, he looked, I like he looked happy. I don't want to give Mane anything. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the Brazil squad. Uh, Firmino was not there. Dropped. Hashtag. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah. I mean, I guess he was just targeting because Jota is better. Thank you. And Simikas was actually looking really good this game. He actually looked good. It makes you wonder why they kept him in jail for a year when they ran Robertson into the ground. Like, you had this guy there. He was there. He could have played some game. I just have one thing to say. Norwich, who are rubbish, but also, this is Liverpool's team. Like, yeah. Liverpool against Norwich is always a 3-0 win minimum. Minimum! Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, I mean, it used to be it used to be six when Suarez was there. He yeah. dropped it down to not three. Suarez would get three, and then other people would join in. Like in the beginning of the game, I couldn't believe it. I feel like the commentator is Michael Owen, but I'm not sure. But the guy said, "There's always goals in this." I'm like, "No shit! <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah, yeah. Milner ran the most kilometers out of anyone in the opening weekend. Like, why, bro? Why take a break? He's 36. It's almost as if he expects to not be able to run after a certain point. So he's trying to get it all in now. Yeah. Which is true, to be fair. As soon as he stops, his knees will break. Again, this is not sustainable. Like, it's just not. Unless they figure out how to get young. So, Yeah, we'll see what Norwich do. Because last, last time they were here, two years ago, they just kind of let people run through them. And they tried to just do their thing and be, you know, arrogant in quotations. And just like, this is the way we're going to play, blah, blah, blah. So. You know, we'll see what I'm, they do this year. I don't know that they have any other way to do it. Mm. Like they don't, they don't have the players to play pragmatic football. So I think it'll probably be a, a very similar season. So. Right. Anyway, uh, Watford beat everyone's new second favorite team, Aston Villa, three two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't really 3-2. Like, the second goal was in the 97th minute. It was more like 3-1. I was actually very disappointed because I was, I've been praising Villa's work and then you get beat by. I mean, we all but, have, to be fair. Yeah, and Martinez is back to Martinez this game. I mean... <laughs> Someone said, like, no fans in the stadium, Martinez. <laughs> also, Aston Villa don't have Messi, who Martinez apparently plays for. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. You know, we, we did say that he was rubbish for 10 years before he was good. So you, you got to take these things with a grain of salt. That's true. Does anyone know the story about Juan Hernandez from like, well, for what the whole story, like apparently like, but they haven't been able to play him for a year or whatever. Like Tom Turk, I'm saying something about like, they oh, haven't yeah. been able to play him for a year. This is the first game in a year. Like what the, how does that even make sense? And he gave us no context, but I just wondered if anyone knew. I'm going to um, assume work permit. Maybe. John McGinn's finish. Ooh. Oh my days. Oh. What a hit. Ooh. We also didn't, we didn't mention uh, uh, Ailing's shot. I mean, just from nice goals this week. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. But McGinn's was, I think, better. Just the technique to get it kind of on that half volley. From, well, uh, while Leo we're on uh, great goals, Jamie, Jamie Vardy will not stop doing it. What a finish. What a finish. He loves that near post. He loves it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, um, XG, etc. They won a game and the XG. So, well done to them. Were they down to Burnley? They were. Yeah. 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 They were losing. And uh, David Moyes, very exciting West Ham team. This was game of the weekend, to be honest. Newcastle 2, West Ham 4. Loved that. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys hear all the jokes about Rice? It's like, uh, 
you know, you got cooked so, by yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Saint Maximus' new name is Wok. He cooked rice. There's a lot of good stuff. Someone said something about you turned him so much turned from rice to rice. Wow, <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear that one. Love that. <laughs> that's very good. Um, but yeah, that was a great game. It was a great game. Sam X man, like he's a talent man. I mean, he's he he gets paid <laughs> a lot more than everyone in that squad, and I, you can see why. Oh yeah. Um, and it's deserved. And they just added Willick as well, which I think will add something. Um, but yeah, they just defensively they broke down towards the end of the game, and Suchek kind of stepped up. Antonio, just a beast, man. Like Antonio is a. Be- I don't know how this happened, where he turns from this aimless winger into this prolific striker. And he's just doing the business. He's you fantastic. Have to, I mean, you have to both credit him for maturing into it and Moyes for bringing it out of him. Like, it's yeah. it's very, very impressive. He gets the job done no matter how. <laughs> With his body on the line <laughs> to do it. Doesn't look good doing it, but man, he got that cross for, was it? Yep. That cross was wonderful, but you know it was the most gangly thing you've ever seen. It's pure core muscles. That was all that was it. The, the gym work from the day before made that goal. That's it. There it was go. so hard to kind of twist and spin his left foot and like come back. It was great. So does he get the assist or no? Jim gets the assist? The gym. Jim, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. I know uh, we have to wrap this up, so I'm going to end on a question for you both. Wait. Did we, not, did we just quickly mention Everton winning... Because Benitez. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rafa. Yeah, Richardson. Townsend yeah. smashing it. Yeah, yeah. Demarco had a great game. Townsend. I didn't, uh, hands up, I didn't even know Townsend was at everything until I saw the game. <laughs> um, Dominic Cavalone, obviously a beast. Mm. And yeah, like they played well. And Benitez, again, we talked about Southampton selling everybody, Ings and Vestigard and stuff. And you're like, how are they going to do it? And they score in the first 20 minutes. But yeah, Everton, I mean, it'll be exciting to see what Benitez can do with them. And Decore played a great goal. Alan played great. Like, they, they have players on paper. They just need to make it come together. Yeah, I'm sort of rooting for him to succeed, which yeah. sounds mm-hmm. weird in my head somehow. But I don't care. I'm standing by. Like, he no, seems I, like a nice enough man now. <laughs> he was an asshole before. He is yeah. a nice bloke. And, and the commentator said something interesting, which is that, like, when you saw the reception in the stadium, it made you realize how much total nonsense is on social media. Because like, obviously there were a lot of Everton fans on social media getting pissed off when they were appointed, when they appointed Benitez. But in the stadium, the reception was amazing. So there's that. Also, uh, if I was Spurs and City did give me 150 million for Kane, I'd happily spend 80, 90 on Calvert-Lewin, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's oh, a better, yeah. better option yeah, out there. I'd, to be I'd, I'd do it. He's British, so you know this fact, but whatever, man. At this point, yeah. we all know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and he's still so young. Like Anyway, uh, I want to end on a question. Who wasted more money? FC Barcelona, who are a billion dollars in debt, or the US in Afghanistan? Mm. Good point. I'm the, going... US, the US made more money back. <laughs> True. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure they got some of that oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who sold more shirts? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would say. Hmm, I would say the U.S. war in Afghanistan was worse run, mm-hmm. but made more of a net profit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I hate to laugh at something that is an utter disaster, but yeah, that's true. I think. I mean, uh-huh. both both of them have a vacuum of power. Yeah. Oh, so, good point. There we go. I'm Very feeling political. Point. Yeah. 
Will Pedri step up and lead Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> Pedri. The people of Afghanistan. Bro, what's his name? Um, Breathweight, though. Oh, what a beast. Somebody's like, he's playing for Barcelona on the side. The dude's like running a 250 million empire, is it? And he's playing for Barcelona on the weekend. What is it, real estate? Yeah, real he does. Yeah. Imagine Braithwaite and Flamini having like a, a cocktail talking about how <laughs> football is a side hustle for them. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Ozil scored a goal. The winner as a as captain. Monin, why do you know? Like, actually, why do you know this? Why are you I, keeping up with Ozil in Turkey? Why? Because, because Ozil would still make our team. And they hounded him out. <laughs> And clearly it wasn't Ozil. They handed him out and there was bigger problems. When Doozy would make this team, Saliba would make this team, Ozil would make this team, Torreira on form would make this team. So many people handed out would make this team. And yet we still have like freaking Pablo Marie and God knows we're going to get Odegaard for 45 million. Again, same as uh, Grealish. Fantastic player, great to look at, but will not have any output. I disagree with that, but the rest of it was true. But you will agree that no matter what he does, he can score 50 goals and it will make no difference to our season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It will not bring us above seventh or eighth. I can guarantee that. Uh, all right, lads. Good chatting to you. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed being back in a while. Next time, we'll be able to talk about a messy performance and perhaps being joined by two. <laughs> oh, Can't wait. God, I hope not. Yeah, for the banter alone, <laughs> who takes the free kicks? I wonder. <laughs> oh man! I think I it's clear. It. I think it's going to be clear. Messi on free kicks, Ronaldo on penalties. Neymar, I don't know what. Neymar, Neymar on birthday, birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can put the cones out. Neymar will be like, I'm willing to concede for Messi, <laughs> but you're giving me Ronaldo too. Come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I want to transfer. <laughs> Mbappe's already out the door. Anyway, we don't have time, but we'll get into these. <laughs> PXG, PSG extravaganza next week. I right, guess. Oh, take man. care. Ciao. Au revoir. <laughs>